How's it going, Mark? Will evening, sirs. Good evening. Coming to you live from my bedroom. I got guests tonight, so <laughs> I'm held up in my bedroom. I don't know how I'd. Uh, I don't think I'd. You have a background. I don't want to see a messy room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, here I'll show you my 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 little black wiener. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off on a bad note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I feel if we're going to start off with that way, I just want you to just understand that this makes perfect sense. Your hands are bisexual. Think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. <sighs> just saying. It makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's only going downhill from here. So yeah, we don't opened up with a with just straight up a free fall. We had a frontal, <laughs> and uh, we had a frontal of Will's uh, bedroom with a uh, black wiener, and it's ever since it's going down. We're talking about Will's uh, wiener dog. Yeah, thank it's you for clarifying. <sighs> yeah, I got a quick little uh, twenty minute flight in tonight. And uh, winds were a little bit stiff at altitude, but hey, I'll take it. Hey, there's nothing I'm going to do for 20 minutes that's going to be stiff. I'm just saying. Oh, 20 bucks. Okay, I am. I am. I, I want to wait till uh, maybe another 10, 15 minutes before I shed the light on. Well, actually, will. You can shed the light on this, but I'm trying to stay positive tonight. I want to so quickly slip into a depression thing and just be mad at the world because things didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Um, but stay tuned, guys. We will uh, definitely get that taken care of and, and uh, all the news put out there. Uh, it's true. I didn't either until someone asked or told me, and I was like, what? What do you mean? I was like, oh, that makes all kind of sense now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> had me laughing, though. Um, as, as for some of you guys that may or may not know, I live in Central Florida. And uh, Hurricane is on the West Coast, which happens to uh, be the home of Mark McElroy's father and mother. And... Uh, I guess Mark's sister's on the East Coast as well as I am, so they can run if they need to over here. But I don't really think it's going to be quite as bad as the news, as they always do, makes it as worse as it really is. Um, Shane Wyman, paramotor question for the experts. 50-hour pilots, 50-hour pilots on a Sirocco 2. Um, I think I what, what did I, I think I've flown a Sirocco 2. What are you currently flying, Shane? Huh? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, what? Oh, that, that's Shane, S H A N E. Can't tell that's the difference. I, no. <laughs> Not Shane, S H A N E. Yeah, right. What's up, Brian? Mark? Actually, let me say hi to everybody. Shane, Wyman, Angela, Josh, uh, McElroy, John Wayne. I heard, uh, heard John Wayne might be uh, doing a private little invite. Uh, Flying here in the next week and a half. Then we got I do too. Gary Simons, Goldie, Sean Simons. We got Will. I think we got everybody for right now. Pearl Jam. Jesus, Brian's still in 
easy fix. <laughs> hey, listen, that wasn't for you to change your address and move in. Okay. <laughs> now, nah, he had some other home issues. And uh, Tony Marzano in the house, Angela. Tony. Apparently, Angela's been giving him props about how he's been getting home so late from work, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's the first time in a long time before 7 o'clock. Tony's gotten home and uh, was able to have a cocktail with her. So, congratulations. Tony Wyman said 50-hour pilot Scirocco, too, not me. So, doesn't matter what he's currently flying. Uh, I mean, if you're flying a Charger, if you're flying a Colorado, uh, I would say the 50 hours, I'd say you haven't outgrown your your current glider yet. Um, No. Well, that's just my personal opinion. Um, that's kind I'm, of stuff in the game. But, I'm at over 200 hours on my wing, and I still have not. I still have not pushed the envelope with my wing. I haven't even. I would say I'm probably roughly 65, 70 percent pushing the envelope with my wing. I have flown only a Scirocco two, uh, as any other wing that I've flown. With paramotor, um, I've flown a couple different ones for the SRVs or what have you. Um, but the Scirocco, oh, holy crap! You got to hold A's for days, run like Forrest Gump, and then uh, when you think you're at speed, you run a little bit further, and then you just hammer down on the brakes full throttle, and you got you got lift. Um, I wasn't impressed with the. Uh, with, with the Scirocco too, but that was just my opinion. I've been flying the same wing for 200 plus hours, so I really don't know much. Mark and I keep talking about switching wings, but we never do. One of us is scared. That'd be me. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was both of us. <laughs> I've just uh, I just broke 400 hours, and I would be a okay uh, going to the same going with the same wing, which is the Colorado. Um, right. But uh, and but the Scirocco too, the uh, Drift Air, and there was another one that I was considering. Can't remember it off the top of my head, but I haven't outgrown the capabilities of the Colorado. So I don't. There there are pilots out there. If given the chance, they will fly any and every wing they can. I cut, yeah. Hats off to you. I do not have the nerve or the guts to do that. Um, one, I can't afford to replace it if I screw up. And two, what if I like it? I can't afford to buy a new one. <laughs> so yeah. I prefer yeah. just to stick with the old faithful and keep on keeping on. Oh, he's the Shane's talking about a guy who's on a beginner wing and he's very lightly loaded. Why would he be very lightly loaded on a beginner wing? Well, it depends. I mean, you still have to be within a certain or the, if you're really light on a on a any kind of wing, it's not good. It's better to be heavier, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, at least more, at least in the middle would be the way I'd take it. Um, not very lightly loaded. I mean, you know, hey, I don't know what the guy's situation is. Right. But um, yeah, I didn't start on a beginner wing. I started. Uh, with the Mac Pero charger and, and I'm glad I did, you know, that, uh, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily push someone to start with the beginner wing, but everyone's different. Right. Different instructors, uh, they teach differently. So for me, it worked out perfect. I think I would have liked to have maybe gotten a smaller wing right from the get go. But again, not disappointed in my wing. I still have not pushed the envelope uh, to its max, but um, one of these days I'm going to try it and see what uh, I get out of it. I'm still anxious, and and I'm I'm almost ready to do a barrel roll. And I think it can be done. I know it can be done. I just I just need the cojones to just keep it going, and I just ain't got it yet. You gotta listen to the right music. Another one bites the dust. But, uh, yeah, right. Something about rapping, something about wrapping you up. <laughs> Anything like that? Yeah. So you see Shane's comment there. 
That explains it. What? It's a, he's a college kid, tight budget, and he got a, a good deal. So um, that kind of explains that. And then Shane, I mean, Sean had a comment about 50 hours. He Before he upgraded his wing, he'd taken uh, an SIV. Yeah, I, I, think I, I took my SIV, my first SIV at 100 hours, just over 100 hours, I think. But literally, maybe it was under that. God, I don't remember now. But I can tell you, it definitely helped me in my flying abilities. It made me more confident in my equipment, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I had a great time. It was extremely difficult. Um, you don't think getting pulled up by a boat on a rope would be that much stress or that physical, but holy crap, it was. And uh, yeah. Pearl Jam uh, asked about if we saw that video. I did see that video. And that's uh, way, way out of my skill set. Oh, yes. He did a forward, full-powered um, loop. He did a loop, not loop. a barrel roll. The guy, loop. here, I'll put it up on the screen. Um, like an infinity type? Right here, it's on the screen. That? It's on the screen now. With a paramotor. It's not on the screen that I see. It will it is be. now. I don't know why my stuff is so delayed. I don't get it. I don't know, but I'm not seeing it. It's not on your screen at the bottom? It's on both Under my screens. Well, give one of them the will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking on, on the uh, YouTube channel. I'm not seeing it. Oh, that's 30 seconds behind. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. Well, I just took it away now. <clears throat> well, fine. Be that way. It'll be on your YouTube here in forever. Just wait. And it, if you don't, it just, wait longer. Yeah, it's a guy named Demetrius that was flying an ITV wing, and he did a full loop on it. He did a wow. couple of them. Um, Dimitri. No, I haven't seen that one. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So, um, who was it? Gary Simmons said he upgraded from the Charger, which was my very first wing, to the Charger 2, which I've heard very good things about, uh, and kept the same size. I would keep the same size, too, even though I could step down a notch. Um, I like the economy I get, the fuel economy I get from it. But if you step down, would it not help you with zero wind launches? Actually, uh, I've got some good news to report on that. I've spent some time just uh, uh, talking to my buddy there at the, the Last Flying and Dana Sheets. He, he gave me a couple of tips, and man, he was spot on. Actually, right. Mark, your video, if anyone's having trouble with a particular type of launch, whether it's a reverse or forward or no wind, whatever it is, set up two cameras, one in the front, one in the rear, and just just video yourself. And then take that footage to somebody who has got a little more experience, and uh, you'll be amazed if in 15 minutes for someone like that can right. do for your technique. And it doesn't matter how much time you have. Because uh, I, I, you, for, you tend to forget things sometimes. I don't do a whole lot of no-win launches. So I had forgotten a lot of the things that I was supposed to be doing on no-win launches. And, uh, man, just freaking awesome. So anyways, I've intentionally gone out and done nothing but no-win launches every chance I get. And uh really helps. Uh all right, so real quick, um, so my depression that has set in from earlier's uh, uh, information that I got. Will, would you like to share the horrific information today that you got? Yeah, uh, the big sale they were having at uh, um, <laughs> lingerie. Place, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 
Due to some unforeseen military activity in the area, unfortunately, Parajam this year is not going to happen. And that's, uh, a, that's in North Carolina, correct? Yeah, Rockingham, North Carolina. Real, real big disappointment. But um, hey, when one door closes, another one's going to open, and yeah, we'll find something to do with that time slot. I guarantee it. I hope so, because my wife and I both have our time off of work, and uh, we're approved, and I'm ready to do something. I'm, I'm not going to sit here for the four days or four and a half days, days off of work sitting here at my house. That ain't going to happen. I might actually get a bathroom done or something. I don't want to do that. Was not turned. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Dana. He's in that. Okay. All right. So hey, there we go. <laughs> that must be Dana. Mr. Dana 54. Give me a thumbs up if that's you, Dana. I told Will a reverse was not to run backwards. See, I was running backwards when I was doing a reverse launch and that totally screwed me up. <laughs> hey, Waller, Waller said, let's run a beach house. Waller, we could, uh, we could rent a campsite right on the beach and it's ppg friendly just so you know uh less than 15 20 minutes from my house just so you know it's a lot cheaper than a beach i'm house. good with that also <laughs> i i want to say it's about a hundred and it's full hookups water sewer power <laughs> uh even cable I, I rented a beach house about a year and a half ago for a week and it was over 10 grand so let's not do that anytime soon no shane's talking 100 and let's say under 120 dollars tonight so and yeah and And you saw what tony says uh (laughs) yeah you can sell you some uh, beachfront property in arizona (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, the the place I'm talking about is I think it's maybe 120 bucks a night. And it's full hookups. Uh, it's first come first serve. But since I'm a local, I can. There's no guarantee of the beach, but if we're not on the beach, we're right across the street, which we can take vehicles, a vehicle over, drop off the gear, set it on the beach, and walk or drive up, drive back. It's Brian and I have done it many times with our families and it's pretty, it's pretty damn awesome. It's, it's great flight. It's probably a good 35, 40 minute flight down to Sebastian Inlet. And then, uh, and then back is, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So it's, it's a, it's a nice flight. It really is. What's that ranch? That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. River ranch. I'm trying to think of the name of the ranch in Tennessee where oh. uh, they help uh, vets. What's the name of that? Oh. Uh, Anyone in the chat? No. But uh, I, I wanted to check that place out too. Right here it's beautiful. Yeah, I was actually doing, looking for a Airbnb in Tennessee. But every picture I looked at, I didn't care about the house. I was looking at the surrounding areas to see if there was a field big enough for me to launch from. I didn't care if it was a shack with an outhouse, as long as it had a big enough field in the back for me to launch. Oh, was it the Dark Horse? Marsh says it's Dark Horse Lodge. That's the place I'm thinking of. That Dark Horse Lodge is the one that is uh, serves veterans. Yeah, yeah, but I I do want to visit I want to visit those guys because I, I I really like what they're doing. Yeah, course, see if we can fly out of there. We'll that. make a a nice contribution. I'm sure glad Mark has a mouse in his pocket. Oh, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> uh, hey, I did want to make a public service announcement. Someone's at your front door. Yeah. Um, if you are asked to participate in hand prop starting a paramotor, please don't do it. And if you're going to do something like that, 
please don't do it at a fly-in where other people of all different, you know, you, you're going to have some newbies there that might think that that's okay to do. And to me, it's right up there with uh, ground starting. It's just, I don't think it's something that anyone should do. But just throwing that out there and uh, without mentioning any names, just hey, did, uh, don't do that. Did we talk about the setup time uh, at a fly-in? Did we talk about that last week? No. Should it should it take a pilot, whether you're a foot launcher or a, par, or a trike flyer, over 20 minutes to set your from the time you set your wing up to hooking in and taking off? I don't think so. I think if you tried that at let's just say bad apples at a bigger event, you would find yourself being uh, frowned upon, if you will. I know this last uh, fly-in that we went to, Mark and I were ready to land, but the guy had set up his trike directly where we needed to land without having to walk a quarter mile back to our uh, LZ, or back to our camper. And we flew around and flew around and started getting cold. And I'm like, at any minute, dude, this guy's going to take off. He never did. I thought it was just a fluke. The very next morning, same thing. It took him, what did I time him at, Mark? Was it 18 minutes or 20? It was 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to start start, uh, rolling up wings. That's ridiculous. How do you you roll someone's wing up? Just go back and look at your video when you rolled mine up after it sat there for about two or three minutes. I wish I was running video on that because I'm telling you right now. I don't know. If you should have dumped that video. That would have just been a great short little video. It would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Linda. Miss Linda, Linda. I don't know what the guy's situation was. I mean, I have to, I guess, take it case by case. I mean, he he did set up to his. I know you're talking about. I don't know the guy, but he did set up all the way down at the end of the field, probably thinking that, you know. But unfortunately, that's where you were set up too. So it's not the setup. He never set up before me. It was set up after I've already taken off. And I came back and and was trying to land, but I couldn't because of where he was. I think he, he was set up not at the end of the runway. Like, so if he would have set up another thirty yards toward down the runway, then I could have come over the trees and landed and not had an issue of walking forever in a day. But because where he was land or set up at, I couldn't land before his wing. So to land after his wing to give him ample amount of room, um, I ended up. 100 yards past where I needed to be, and the walk back was miserable. I did, when I came in and landed after flying around for 22 minutes waiting for him to hook up, I watched him start his motor, turn it off, put gas in it, um, go over and out to the center of the field, warm his motor up again. You know how trike guys are, hold their their trike and... And then... He ended up having some engine trouble, so he pulled his machine off the field. All meanwhile, his, his wings laid out. I'm like, "All right, dude." And then the next day, same thing. I went actually went out with Mark and I flew, came back, landed. This guy set up. As soon as he laid his wing out, I started my timer, and it was over 20 minutes. So two days in a row, 20, 28 minutes and 22 minutes, or 20, 20 minutes. You're going to tell me at Bad Apples that's going to be okay? Oh, no. no pro- probably not. But, of course, he wasn't at Bad Apples, I don't think. I mean, it could be something as simple as, as complete lack of confidence or, I don't know, everyone's at different stages in their learning. So I, I just I don't know what the story is. I don't if either. He's a pilot, I'd say no, heck no. I mean, that's not what you do. You get up, you get gone. That's, you can. that's the same guy that uh, set up right where I was hoping to take off, so whatever. So, I will tell you, lesson learned for the guy in Dave Purden's. I watched somebody foot launch. As I'm already flying over, I'm, I'm kind of off to the right of the field looking at everybody launching and landing or what have you. And I see a guy 
pull his wing up. He's running. He's running. He jumps in the seat early. Starts cage dragging. And someone left her wing balled up, just, you know, cinched up and, and sat down out there in the field. And this dude turned it into, <laughs> well, there was chunks of wing flying out the back of a, out of the back of his paramotor. And all I can think of is why was that laid there? Like, why do you lay your stuff out um, and leave it there? There's once, once I land, what if I'm at a fly in and I land, I disconnect, I cinch my stuff up and I carry my motor and my wing back all at the same time. I don't disconnect my wing, walk my motor back, set it down and then go back and get my wing. I'm taking it all with me. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Tony, some yeah. Most of these flyings do have a a sting in the rule book. Don't leave your gear out on the field or what have you. But there's no real discussion of how long it should take you. Um, I mean, if if you took up to 10, 15 minutes, I would consider that about average. Maybe a little longer than average. But when you start pushing twenty to thirty minutes of your stuff being on the field, that's that's taking up some uh, that's taking up some uh, some room there. That uh, is something's going to happen. Either someone's going to land in it, fold it up, whatever. <sighs> Good night, Shane. But Good night, Shane. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what the the correct answer to that is, or what the right thing should should somebody have said something to him. Should you know, maybe made him aware. I mean, it was a smaller. It was a smaller flying. There wasn't. Good lord, Mark! One. They they make these cups with Paralife logos etched in them that are much quieter than that um, crystal um, glass that you're using. Yeah. Man, these glasses, this this fine china, what is, what is? I don't even know. I can't even be bougie pretending. I have no idea. <laughs> <coughs> uh, I've got something to share. If I can figure out how to do it here, or if I'm allowed to do it. Hmm. Let's see. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you overstep, trust me, when you get cut off, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Window. All right. Can you see that? Yes. Yep. All right. So there's that little black rubber band there. It's called a, I call it a line keeper. But it's, a, it serves a very important purpose. And I've actually had a line break right at the quick link. And uh, so it, they, it keeps the lines from rubbing back and forth and friction. And, uh, of course, it keeps it in place, too. But y'all should check your line keepers. I, for some reason, you know, mine tend to, like, break all at once. They, they have a life. Uh, they're not going to last forever it's rubber and the more it's out in uv light and all that stuff it's going to erode so i have i just checked mine today i have like four that i need to replace but um for me anytime you attach paramotor to anything even if it's a rubber o-ring it becomes really valuable so what i do is go to load sharing I got a Lowe's. I don't know if you can see that. No. Uh, I don't have those on my lines. You don't? No. You don't have you don't have you don't have little rubber bands? No. But it's basically the same things what I'm trying to say. I go to Lowe's, I find an O ring. Now I'm not suggesting you guys do that. I'm I'm suggesting you all do whatever your manual says to do. But I found the exact same thing that does serve the, the same purpose and uh, seems to be the exact same thing. And that's what I use. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I, I, I've never seen nothing like that. Really, Mark? 
I I don't know. I'm sitting here next to my <laughs> wife. I'm thinking about looking. <laughs> yeah, Martin, Martin, maybe they've all just, they've all just uh, deteriorated, Shane. No, no, because I've had my wing inspected um, within a year and a half, and I didn't. There was nothing. There was nothing in the uh, in the report that stated huh. that they replaced or did. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't have those. I can tell you that now. If I got to pull my wing out, which is right there, I'll. I'll you're talking on the on the risers, right? On the quick link where the lines come together, you know, it's got that little loop in the line where it attaches. Mark, do you have it? Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, now I don't check that crap. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Lee, now you got me all like wondering. Well, Tony, my I, I leave mine up to Elizabeth. It. And Brian Waller said his ozone mojo didn't have them either, but the spider does. So like well, the Apco Lifty ZR has them. Yeah, I, I can't think of a a reason not to use those though. It, they, it must be addressed. They must have stronger sheathing or something. Hold on. Um, I don't know. All right, but anyway, on. if you have them, check them and. Uh, Replace them often. You can find uh, information. There is a special way that you you twist it and pull it around the lines, uh, and you can find that. There's videos on uh, YouTube that'll help you with that. All right. Or oh. you could just send the whole wing and tell them to replace them for a rubber band. <laughs> Mark, Mark, <laughs> Mark spent ten grand on a beach hotel for five days. Hey, 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 hey. All right, so where, where, where are we talking about? Where the lines hit the metal. Yeah, the lines, the lines come. Let me reshare it. And John Wayne says he's got them, and his are still good after two years. Man, mine do not last. Uh, but uh, I don't know. The first that maybe. Hold on. Poop down. Hold on, where where is this where, where is this on the on the wheel? On the okay, let me, let me just uh let me just show you. Where where the strings where the lines hit metal, Shane. Right here. Uh yes. I don't have anything there. That's what she said. This is this is where like where you grab the A's? Yeah. No, I don't have any of that. Huh. I'll show you mine. I don't have that. You ordered me for nothing, Will. Great, Will. It's about, it's, about, it's about time I did something with my wing. I heard that. Easy pace is the last time I used it. I got none of that. Yeah. He's, yeah, every single one of my lines has it. Yep. That's right. I thought I was done. I thought I was done with rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, check check to make sure that uh, I've, I've had this happen. That the uh, I think I'm calling it the right thing. The quick links are um, tight, not loose. I mean, you should not be able to, to loosen those with your bare hands. We got Randy in the house. What's up, Randy? <sighs> two different materials that they are made of. This is from John Wayne. There's two different materials that they're made of. Don't know what they are called, but one is gasoline-resistant material and lasts longer. So... Um, yeah, and that makes sense. And there's a lot of things like bolts is, is one thing, but you can go to an Ace Hardware store and get a, a bolt that looks exactly the same as the one you, you're needing. There's a lot of uh, variables with bolts. You've got the threads. You've got the hardness of the metal. Um, so you don't want to cheap out on this stuff. Um, yeah, actually, speaking of that, what do robot, robots do after sex? I don't know. They nut and bolt. 
Nut and bolt. <laughs> Got him. Moving on. Sorry. Mark's Back still up. trying to figure it out. We'll explain it later, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark had three kids before he was 14. Jesus, let's go. Come on, it was 17. <laughs> yeah, Lee. Okay, so I don't have those on my wing, um, and I'm gonna have to look up to, on the manual tomorrow to make sure that uh, I can I can guarantee you that that's I have never had those on my wing. Uh, but yeah, I will just double check on the owner's manual tomorrow on lawn because I apparently working twelve hours overtime tomorrow, and uh, they said I have a choice of what I could do. And one of them was make sandbags. I said, I will go home. And they said, well, we'll find something else for you to do. I was like, if it's leave me alone, then I'm here. So we'll see how that works. I'll see how many hours of overtime I get tomorrow because they got me doing anything other than sitting there. I'm out. I don't need that. Yeah. Well, Randy Milstead wants to know, what could the screws say to the nut? Let's bolt? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. PPG, Joshua Marsh. How did you just say backwards? PPG, Joshua Marsh? Well, because Joshua Marsh, PPG, and then he has question mark. So he's asking what he, he wants to know what the answer is. Not without a washer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. What is that? So colder weather is coming up and it's getting down in North Carolina, it's getting in the forties, so uh, mm. it's time to pull out the longer pants and shirts and hey Will I still have three more months before I'll see anything close to forty. Okay. Man. And that's only if you travel up north. Exactly. What? The, the cold weather flying is a completely different sport. It just changes everything for me. From the length of the flight to, you know, just all the cumbersome gear, you know, the jacket. And, oh. Well, that's the same. That's I mean, that brings me up to my next thing. I mean, what the why did the what did the duck say when he bought the chapstick? And being cold weather stuff, this is what we're talking about. What did the duck say when he bought the chapstick? Put it on my bill. <laughs> Daniel Ross is in the house. He's flying. He's flying now. <clears throat> Trying to chat. Is, is that as bad as texting and driving? Asking for a friend. I was just, I was just thinking that. Yeah, I was just is thinking that. I do it all the time. And, of course, in Mark's video, we make phone calls during the flight, but I do text a lot when I'm in the air. I find it a little difficult because my phone's sideways and then the buttons aren't exactly where I'm used to, but I mean, you know, the, the texting when you turn the keyboard sideways, they're not where your fingers think they are from normal, you know what I mean? Right. And sometimes I'm like, I'm having to concentrate and then I have to rem remind myself that I'm in the air. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look up. Okay, nothing. Keep going. It, I don't feel it's it's as bad as, as texting and driving, but it is uh it is uh <laughs> and, dangerous. In the video I posted yesterday when I flew through the V in the train bridge, I was in the middle of saying something and I stopped, flew through that and then tried to go back to talking. <laughs> Proven fact, you can't do two things at once. Yep, yep. No big surprise there. So now that Shane's not here, I'm going to go ahead and share this. And we'll all talk about him. <laughs> Let's see. For, for a while now, I have been using this uh, throttle magnet keeper or the throttle keeper. It just uses a magnet to snap on. And, man, 
my I lost the uh, the ring part of it. I guess broke or came loose or stretched out or something. So I lost the end that uh, the throttle actually actually attaches to. So I I have found this thing invaluable. You know what I'm talking about here, Shane? I've been using it for about a year, year and a half now for my okay. for my my uh for my throttle. Yeah, that thing is just awesome, man. But the the little uh, key ring thing that it comes with is not, in my opinion, strong enough. So my next one, I mean, it's twelve bucks. You get them at a lot of different places, so it's not a huge expense. But man, I save a lot of time. But if you're going to get one, I'd say replace the key ring. Are you are you promoting that particular channel, or you don't no, care where? No, I'm I not promoting this particular channel. I don't know anything about I, it. I think I got mine on Amazon for eight or nine bucks. Okay, and and that would work. I just typed in Google paramotor magnet or throttle magnet, and that's what came up. Yeah. Um. Actually. Uh. <sighs> Jim, CR120 that we just met, he actually used two of those because of my habit on my throttle. Used two of those for his speed bar. One on each side. So when he puts a speed bar away, they it's a magnet instead of Velcro. <clears throat> Man, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that Velcro is really strong. I, I, I don't know if that I, magnet would be strong enough. It, they're, how many pounds of those are? I think about eight. Seven, yeah, they're seven or eight pounds. So you're only holding max of a pound between two, six or eight pounds, seven, six to seven pound uh, magnets. No. I looked them up the other day on Amazon, but they sold, you know, for like eight plus dollars because I thought about grabbing a handful of them just to have them at a fly in. And then I thought better of it. <laughs> I got one on my motor. That's enough. Yeah, I, I the one for my throttle, there's nothing I love more than, than loosening the, the strap for the throttle and just literally just swinging my wrist around and it hooks right on and I let go and I start cinching up my wing. I'm just like, there's no trying to figure out where to hook this thing. What the, It's just click done. Moving on. There's, there's one problem that I have that I have with the magnet thing is sometimes when I'm holding my throttle, the magnet will catch, will snap onto uh, my helmet, the metal on my helmet. Has that ever happened to you? No. <laughs> and, then, and then Will's yeah. like this all <laughs> later. Yeah. 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 I'm not strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird feeling, I tell you. Yep. <laughs> Hey, if you've ever wondered what kind of people are on this show, idiots. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just proved it. Uh, um, no, I do have a issue sometimes the one on uh, the one on my throttle, it'll actually is able to flip back and hook onto the uh, O-ring or the, the key ring or whatever it is. Um, so sometimes I got to do that but it's that happens only four or five times since i put it on there yeah i mean it's, it's not perfect but it, <laughs> no I, I can't live without it so i'm if, ordering them tonight if you ordered or got a smaller key ring it would be perfect because it couldn't actually go the key ring so big that it it swings around and is able to loop back and hit itself but <laughs> if it had a smaller key ring it would just it wouldn't be able to connect to it <laughs> John and if that's a problem, off. you could take it off the ring. You could take the ring off and put a uh, paramotor-friendly zip tie on it. Yeah, this is true. What's that, Will? I was going to say, John Wayne said that we, that we don't, he says that we don't have metal plates in our head. So that's we don't all have metal plates in our head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> The reason it's so funny to me, the way that Mark explained that and Will, like, I just picture, like, the whole trying to pull it out. It was in my head. It was awesome. <laughs> I, have, I have a bit of an imagination. <laughs> I mainly only use mine when I'm not flying. Me, personally. You mean, like, the oh. magnet on your um, brake? 
goggles. Yeah, whatever. Either <laughs> one of them. So what happened with your brake toggle? The, the new ones? The new ones or the old ones? The Are old those ones. the old ones or the new ones? That's that's the new ones. Uh, I haven't had those installed yet, but I'll have those installed maybe here in the next day or two. Did you tell the story about what happened already? Um, no, no. I, are you going to do a video I need, on it? Or? I need to do a video on it because I have it, of course. Uh, but for most everybody doesn't know. I was flying along and at the time I just, the paramotor jerked and <laughs> I didn't know what, what had happened. And then... Uh, I realized the magnet and stuff, the, the brake was off the magnet and it was uh, tore up right there. And I really honestly didn't know how that, how that had occurred. And then I went back and watched a video. When I stuck my brake toggle up on the magnet, uh, when I pulled my hand away from it, uh, the little part of the gas throttle that extends beyond my fingers because I only use two fingers on it and about an inch of it is beyond my fingers. You can see in the video that actually pulled the brake toggle back off the magnet, which I didn't know at the time, uh, but it went into the prop just enough uh, that it, it didn't blow the prop up, which is surprising. Uh, but it jerked it and kind of tore up the brake handle itself and uh, broke the magnet off of the brake handle. But that could have got reeled in by the prop and uh, been been a big, big problem. So you so, stowed your brakes and it still, it still came off the magnet. Well, I stowed the brakes, but then when I pulled my hand away, I physically, without knowing it, my throttle pulled the brake back off the magnet. Oh, okay. Okay, so I have a question. So if your brake line was to get sucked up into the prop, wound up, that would have put you into a spiral. What would each of each one of you guys have done in that situation? How 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 would you have fixed that? I I would immediately uh you know, I think you got to kill the motor and throw the reserve. Uh, there's no way to fix that. So, well, yeah, killing the motor is not going to keep you from going or getting out of that spiral. So, no. I think I think throwing the reserve. But I don't know. My question is, because you're in such a tight spiral, throwing the reserve. If you threw it up, it's going to come back down because you're really not falling at that point i don't know what you would do i i have actually thought about this and i don't know if your reserve would actually have enough um, air pressure to open up because you're not truly falling that fast to so my in my opinion <clears throat> if i threw my reserve and nothing happened and i was still in a spiral down given the chance understanding given the chance I would go for my cutaway knife and cut that brake line and then try to figure out how to land with no brakes. I don't think you'd have a chance. I don't either. I think it would put you in such a tight spiral that within eight or nine rotations, you're blacked out. Cause you're going to uh, yeah. be. It, and for me, it would be two or three rotations. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I tap out quick. I think. If it, I think what I would do is take the other toggle and throw it back there, and then that way. Go ahead, Shane. Actually, technically, if you were to pull opposite brake enough to slow you down to where you can get some sort of brain thought, um, and then go for cutting lines or. Um, Toss some laundry, but I don't think that laundry is going to work if you're not falling fast enough. Yeah, or it's just going to get wrapped up in your wing. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, the killing the motors. It's is. I think that's without saying. And uh, something tells me, and I have no experience with this, but something tells me that 
it would all happen very, very quickly. And yeah. this uh, I, I, last week, you know, we talked about it briefly, but always, you know, when you get a chance, this is something that uh, Dave Wolf told me is to touch your knee and then reach for the handle of your reserve and just kind of get into that habit of, because your knee's not going to move. You're always going to know where your knee is. If your knee's not there, you got other problems to worry about. But touch your knee, reach for the handle. Touch your knee, reach for the handle. That way, if you are in a, uh, you know, like a spiral or whatever, you're in a, a bad way, you got that that memory muscle from your knee to your handle, you know. Yeah, I heard him say that. I know during flight, I religiously three, four, five times a flight reach without, and I try to, and I know it's hard to, to trick yourself or go, go for it now or whatever, but I, I'm doing something and then it'll, I, at some point I'll be like, go for your reserve. And I just reach for my reserve every single time. And I, it's just one of those muscle memory things. But what, what, uh, Dave's trying to say is you're not always going to be flying straight and narrow. You're going to be free falling backwards, upside down. Um, and I understand that completely. So you grab your knee and then you work yourself up to your hand up your thigh to the, to your pouch and then toss it. I'm hoping that my muscle memory, no matter what angle I'm at, is going to grab my handle. Um, but I do have questions on that. I don't honestly know grabbing the handle and pulling away from me is going to open it up, or do I need to grab it, run it across my chest, and then throw it out? Like, I have no idea. I have no idea how to literally throw a reserve. Hmm. But I have one. That's that's a good topic. I, I don't know what the safety – I don't know if you're just supposed to just chuck it, like pull it and throw straight up, or you're supposed to pull it and throw it out. Pull I think it. You're supposed to pull it and throw it out. Yeah. Throw it out. Yeah. I, again, I, yeah, I I'm, always honest. I'm always honest and truthful, and I'm telling you right now, I have, I have one. Don't know how to use it. I just, it is what it is. Yeah, and that goes back to some of that stuff I've seen on videos, like at Aviator, where that's part of your class where they kind of wind you up and uh, have you pull your reserve as you're, you know, you're in a simulator and they let you go. And as you're spinning around, you have to pull your reserve out and try and throw it at a, uh, like a 55 gallon drum target. Um, I didn't have that where I trained. But they want you to, look, you know, try and physically throw the thing out into clean air. Right. And, I mean, it's, that's, that's like being in a car crash. You know it's coming. You see it. You're sliding, coming towards it. You know, you're like, what do I do with my arms? What do I, you know what I mean? That's like, all right, here we go. And everything just happens. And then when it's all over with, uh, whatever happens, happens. But I just watched that, that video again where the uh, free flight guy um, got wrapped up in his uh, wing. And within less than 100 feet, his uh, reserve that he had, the first reserve he threw got wrapped up with everything else. But if you watch that reserve, it just kind of sits there and floats next to him. There's no opening or no nothing. And then he throws the second reserve. And within 100 feet, it opens. And he comes down and lands perfectly fine. But yeah, dude, it's it's if it's, if nothing yeah. happens when I throw the first reserve, I'm just gonna start getting ready to talk to God. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Hey, you can just start out when you get there. Just like, listen, I didn't know Shane was the way he was. I was giving him hope. I, you know, I had faith in him, God. <laughs> so Brian Waller says there really needs to be a reserve toss clinic where we can throw our reserves in simulation and then have it inspected and repacked. And he'd pay for that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree too. Yeah. And Pearl Jam says they can says, do that. At, they can do that head. at Bad Apples. Hmm? What's yeah. that, bro? Yeah. What, what'd you Mark? say, Will? I'm sorry. Oh, I, 
I said curl jam says straight out 90 degrees. So, and that's why you want to put the reserve on that. This is my opinion. For me, I want my reserve on the side of my strongest arm. And because uh, I want to be able to chuck that thing. But there's another thing that, that goes into uh, a reserve toss is you got that canopy you got to deal with, you know, that's flapping around. So pulling yeah. that in and, and gathering it up, bunching it up. So I, you said something about your reserve being on your strong arm side. I so happen to be so lucky to, I'm left-handed. I throw left-handed, but my throttle's in my right hand. So for me, that is my strong arm for throwing. Um, so when I was setting this all up, that was in my thought process of, but it sucks that my stuff that my, my pouch that I have stuff in is on my left side with my, or my right side with my throttle. So I, during flight, I have to take my throttle off, hold it with my left hand, dig around in the pouch to get whatever else I need out. And then this left hand does not know how to do little adjustments. It does this or this or this. <laughs> so the, yeah. I'm, I'm flying all around crazy. <laughs> I'm like Mark at that point. Everyone thinks I'm doing it on purpose. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too. I mean, that, that that's uh, something I guess can go on my Christmas wish list is a uh, cruise control for my throttle. I mean, I've gotten pretty good at, at putting the throttle between my legs and mashing the throttle to, <laughs> to exactly what I need, you know, to uh, stay level altitude. But yeah. So I have a throttle or a cruise control on my on my pat throttle i used it one time and i've never used it since it to me i just grab it with my other hand and just do the roller coaster thing i don't know why i cannot just slightly squeeze and hold it <clears throat> this hand is not all that smart see tony's response there <laughs> uh we can't explain that Sometimes, <laughs> hey, listen, sometimes it's a normal stranger. The other time it's a different stranger. You never know. <laughs> uh, but Michael Jackson said it best. Just beat it. Just beat it. <laughs> I love I love nothing more than to see Mark's face when I catch him off guard. <laughs> the disappointment. Oh. When when I ordered that pluma, I ordered it with left-hand throttle, and I'm going to switch my power to fly eventually to left-hand throttle. What there side is your reserve on? My right. Are you going to switch? So right now your reserve is on your throttle hand right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about yep. that. No, that's not the best setup. And, right. of course... You know, uh, with complete honesty, the main reason is just for messing with my phone with my right hand. That's where that chest strap comes in, I'm telling you. You got to check your priorities there, Mark. Something's not right. Yeah. Chest strap saves your day. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I mean, I can reach my reserve and I can toss it with my throttle in my hand. I'm sure of that. But it would be better if my throttle was in my left hand. Yeah, I, I'd say that anything you could do to simplify, because you don't have a whole lot of time, most likely, assuming you don't have a no, whole lot of time. No, and it's uh, the biggest time. issue, I think, is the fact of if you look at them when they take a wing, a full collapse, uh, it's violent. You know, they're getting tossed. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a... Uh... It's not a, a paved road falling out like that. It's it's uh it's a bit much. Yeah. All right, guys. It is one minute till nine. Will, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on YouTube. Just look for Will Fly or go to willflyppg.com. Mr. Mark McElroy. At uh Paralife on YouTube, Paralife PPG. 
And if you want to find Mark's house, you just Google Publix buildings, and one of those is actually Mark's house. It looks <laughs> like a Publix building. <laughs> you can find me on here at Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane or on TikTok at ppgshane.com. We will see you guys next week. Peace out. I've got a lot to say.